Hi, everyone. I'm Pastor Michael Sinclair, Associate Pastor at SGT and your SGT Podcast host. Today's guests are two of my fellow pastors, Young Adults Pastor Stephen Zarlingo and Worship Ministries Pastor Matt Pastor. We take a look at how to be spiritually healthy during this coronavirus quarantine. We know so many of you are looking for guidance in these times, and we hope this episode brings you joy, comfort, and peace. God bless you, and thanks for listening. Hey, SGT family, this is Pastor Michael from Kids Ministry. I have Pastor Stephen here with me. Hey, hey. And Pastor Matt from Worship Ministry. Hey, everybody. We, uh, we just love you guys so much. We know that some of you guys are staying at home and a little worried about what's been going on and you feel disconnected from community. So we have this podcast to reach out to you in your homes and uh, bring to you what we believe is on God's heart this week. So today we're going to be talking about uh, who is the church in times like this. Obviously, the church has not, uh, this isn't the first time she's going through a difficult time. Um, and we know that uh, she shines brighter and stands stronger uh, when everybody around her is able to see how difficult things are, and they look to us and they see, wow, why are you filled with so much peace? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm going to open it up uh, to you guys. Uh, let's uh, take a second to talk about who is the church in times like this. Hmm. Well, I just uh, always look back. I think looking back helps us realize who we are um, and then where we can go. And so looking back at ancient church history, you know, the early church was not... Um, a community that was unfamiliar with struggle and difficulty. They were really birthed in the midst of a time in the Roman Empire where there was sickness, political unrest, violence, constant fights for power, position, plagues. And it seems that in the midst of all that, the church always did what the world did not do because the world would run, cower, fight for their own power. But the early church... (laughs) Rhymed. That was good. Good rhyme. People can enjoy it. Anyone can take. Um, (laughs) But the early church did it different, and they did it in a way that caused even the emperors to look and say, Why are our people not doing this? Why are they reaching out and giving? Why are they being so generous? Why are they taking care of the sick and the broken? So. Um, it's not an encouragement here to say, Everyone, hey, go now, knock on your neighbor's door and say, How can I physically help you yeah, you might not actually be allowed to because you're not yeah. allowed to so we're, we're caught in a hard place where i think we have to, we start from that point first we start from the perspective of saying what about the heart where is my trust am i going to be ruled by fear and that will help us know where we can take action in our steps that's a good point because uh not everybody knows that about the early church uh, a lot of people I mean, especially new believers might not have taken the time to dive into just how hard of times the church has had to walk through before uh, but for those who have um you know, sometimes I get the thought like, well, it's not that bad. I mean, I mean, really, what what is God expecting of me? I mean, we're not we don't have a catacomb to run to. We don't have mm. uh, people who are, are, are sick and dying that we have to go help because I'm not a nurse. I don't have the I'm not allowed to do that here. So um, maybe let's just take a second and talk about what what can our people do in their homes? They can't leave a lot of them. Yeah. So what what's a way that you would encourage a household to say, all right, Lord, here we are. And we're going to be your people in this time from our house right here. Yeah. Well, just to echo what you guys are saying, um, I, I feel it is a difficult time to know exactly what to do. I think we are going to have to lean a lot on the Holy Spirit and just being sensitive to uh, his voice. Uh, you have on one hand, our church is connected with local government, and they've said that uh, one of the problems they'd like to uh, face is the uh, older people not having food. Right. Uh, whereas New York Times said the, the greatest Christian thing to do is to stay home and not spread the plague. So 
we're really left uh, having to uh, seek mm. the Holy Spirit for, for what to do next. But I think uh, what you said, uh, being in your home, what to do, uh, I think there's an important step here we don't want to step uh, skip, uh, which is just the internal uh, waves, you know, the internal battle. I, I'm reminded of Jesus when he's on the, the water and uh, in the boat and the disciples are going crazy and he's sleeping. And they're asking him, hey, do you care? We're going to perish. And of course, it's, it's not lost on me that the one who had the peace to sleep in the storm had the power to calm the storm. Wow. So and good. so I think mm-hmm. there's something to do first here where we say, okay, wait a minute. Is there a storm in me that's being tossed? Because, of course, the world is up and down right now. That's mm-hmm. what the world does. It's the only thing it knows how to do is be tossed by the wind. Yeah. Uh, so can we first pursue the Holy Spirit in a way where the storm inside of us is calmed first, that we might be a source of peace and joy for other people? Wow, that's, wow, that's so good. Yeah, because you're exactly right. We we have to look internally, and this is such a forced introspective time. It's like people are being asked, stay home, don't go to work. And so you're being forced to stay in. And instead of getting distracted by fear and anxiety, I was looking up the root meaning of anxiety means to dismember mm-hmm. you're pulled in so many directions and that's what you're getting when you turn yeah. on the news and the television and the world's doing the best they can do but it's never enough right the world is going to keep trying to figure out or say we know the answer we're working hard but to answer unrest and anxiety and stress they have nothing but coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and so we've got to be careful as we're locked inside to be introspective with the word with us and with those around us who are people of faith. And as we do that, like uh, Matt's sharing, I think then we begin to feel the calmness in us and then we can bring that same peace to our communities. Um, So that's, that's where I, I just, I guess it's, it's going to be a forced time to not get distracted and to watch what you let in um, and to really uh, uh, make it a, um, an intentional action on you and your household to say, let's gather around the word Let's worship together. Maybe you've never done that before. Let's mm-hmm. worship together. Let's pray for each other. Husbands and wives, they you might not have prayed for each other uh, for years. Yeah, wow. And now you're both home because your 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 rhythms of life were not lining up with each other. You were working a night shift and morning shift. All, now you're home together. What will we do from that point? And then to, to Matt's point, it'll go right into the community. Yeah. That's so good, Pastor Stephen, because I know a lot of uh, being over the uh, family and kids ministry, I get a lot of parents calling in and kids going, man, we just don't know what to do or we're scared, you know. And I know we were just at your house on Sunday and yeah. we did that Facebook Live thing where we uh, just played the guitar and hit the drums and the kids played with the shakers and danced and they just said, this is church, this is church. Mm, and yeah. it's such a beautiful moment for your kids to see like, wow. Like, and Abby, your oldest, was like, I know what coronavirus is. We're going to say no to coronavirus, <laughs> <laughs> which is the hugest thing in the world. But then she said, how are we going to say no? We're going to have church together. Wow. Um, and so I know there's a lot of parents out there going, well, I mean, I, we're looking to the church. What can we do? And, you know, we're going to be reaching out, giving them as many resources as they can. But, you know, God has made you the priest of your home. Yeah. God has made them uh, the priest in their home. So it's really important that, yeah, maybe you guys don't get a lot of time together. And it's going to be really important and, and, and super tempting to not do this because it's easier to relax and put turn the TV on and just, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to go to my room. Just give me a second. Let me just do some projects. I need to stay busy. But it's going to be so critical in this time to turn those screens off, gather together, read the word with your family, you know, and ask them. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you're not the best reader. All right, have your kid read. Have your wife read, you know, and worship together. Maybe that's weird, but make it unweird in this time. Ask the Holy yeah. Spirit to teach you how to live uh, as Christ would have you live, because when the 
when and uh, to to Matt's point, what what are we? What's unsettled in us when we're stable? Mm-hmm. When the Holy Spirit is the true ruler of our homes, that's when we can start making the phone calls to pour out to others around us. Because if we're just calling to check in, you have two people with unsettled homes talking to each other. You're just gonna you're just gonna stir fear. But when you have said my home, we will serve the Lord. We will let the Holy Spirit be in control here. When that house is a house of peace, that even the simplest phone call, the Holy Spirit will use that to just, boom, impact your community. Yeah, so good. I think there's so many things that families could really implement. Um, You guys have kids. What are some of the things you guys are doing at your house to... uh, to really, you know, and even for people who don't have kids, what are some practices that you guys do to really say, all right, we're all stuck at home. Let's, uh, let's do this well. Yeah. Uh, and I just, yeah, I want to echo that point. Um, just before I answer that question of just, uh, I think the Lord is so good at turning things for our good, Mm -hmm. uh, that, um, that this is a season I think that we're going to see unprecedented activation on the part of Mm. the average church goer, the average Christ follower. Uh, and like you said, us pastors, we're going to do what we can to provide content and make sure that we know we're connected and that we're in this together. Uh, but the heroes of this season are going to be the average Christ follower Amen. who's going to uh, walk in in authority and in peace uh, and shine a Jesus to the world. So I think one of the important things for us to do, and first of all, I just want to say uh, don't feel any condemnation here. If you don't have practices, spiritual practices set up at your house, uh, this is, there's no better time than when the, the ones that were yeah. provided for you are taken. Yeah. Uh, now's the time to just say, okay, what does my house look, what does a kingdom house look like? You know, uh, what, if, if I remove a Sunday service, um, and someone was peering into my life, how do they see my faith in action? And I think one of the things, and I know we've, we've said it so many times is reading the word every day. I, I, and for some, that's uh, a common thing, uh, for mm. others, they struggle to get there. I think one of the struggles is that, uh, we feel like we've got to do it for an hour, you know, or we've got to do it for an extended right. period of time. Uh, and five minutes of reading the word is infinitely better than none. And yeah. what the Lord can do in five minutes is, is incredible. So if that's where you're at, there's no shame in that. There's no shame to just say, Hey, here's where I'm at. I'm being real with this. I'm not going to remember more than five minutes worth of material. Mm, yeah. So I'm going to read this, but I'm going to invite the Holy spirit here to, to teach me what I'm to learn from this chapter. I'm going to r- remember it. I'm going to be engaged in a way that I can bring this verse with me throughout my day and continue to ask the Holy spirit about it. So he can can continue to reveal what he meant when he wrote it. Amen. That's so good. That's great. Yeah, that's the simplicity of what the gospel's always been, you know, the good news and the word of God is the culmination and the canonization of the good news. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking too that people are caught, and I'm really into this whole rhythms thing, and this is where it connects, I think, is that uh, people are caught now in new rhythms of their life. Some of them maybe are not working anymore. Some of them are and working. We're not talking musical rhythms here. We're talking not musical habits, rhythms, habits, and, habits yeah, and yeah. Uh, cycles of life, right. and um, and to the clock of your day, you know. And so they're they're maybe at uh, work at different hours now, or healthcare professionals, police, firefighters, uh, EMTs, people are on call, you know. So there's this whole f- turning upside down of our world in many ways. But the thing that's so cool is that and beautiful is that the rhythms of grace have always and will always be the same. And so as a family trying to say, how do we now line ourselves up? Because maybe we've been too loud. This is forcing us in our home. Hey, and we're in ministry and we connect with this. But maybe our quote unquote rhythm, our melody, our song has been too loud, louder 
than the rhythms of grace. Mm. We get to now plug in as a family. We get to read the word like Matt's saying, what's God doing today? Hey, everyone, let's see what God's doing in our heart today with children or if you don't have children or with your friends or with your parents in your home, um, reading the word, praying over each other. Mm. There's something really special when you lay hands on one another and pray. And you do that in your household and you say, how are you doing with this? How are we doing with this? What can we surrender to the Lord? And that's plugging ourselves back into being aware now of the rhythms of grace that have never changed for millennia. Mm-hmm. And and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I know that too. We had the, the guitar and we were at your house and Pastor Matt's a worship leader, so he definitely has a guitar at his house and many other instruments <laughs> lined up on his walls. Um, but maybe you guys aren't a musical family, you know, and uh, you just, you know, you turn your phone on, just play some worship music. Yeah, go to worship YouTube, with your kids. Yeah. go to Facebook Live stuff we'll be doing later of worship times. Right, yeah, and we're going to have all that out on the website when we're going to be doing some Facebook Live worship and stuff and just get that, get your family around. Say, everybody, screens down. We're going to gather around as a family. This is our church now here in this place. Uh, what, you know, I don't want to uh, take up too much time here, but I wanted to talk to you, uh, Pat Steven, real quick. He does a lot of... Uh, marital counseling and i know that uh i know that we have um we have uh, a lot of couples who are used to working either separate hours or or used to being away from each other for most of the day Uh, what would you say to some couples who are hanging out all day and it is a brand new experience (laughs) and there's a lot more fights there might be a lot more why are you doing this why and i always do it this way you're never here when i'm doing that there's a lot of like so what would you speak into their life oh man well, I'm I'm still a newbie at this. Ten years this July, um, there's people who have been in it for 50 years, 55 years. So I always try to pull from them, and um, I was even talking with Pastor Ted Bichelle, our marriage and family pastor, and um, and I was saying to him, "Hey, what would you say to couples uh, who are at home now, who are forced to be with one another, who, like you said, yes, Mike, they want to be, they're normally just rubbing shoulders or saying hi quick." And um, I think the most important thing is to uh, ask each other open-ended questions, not just yes and no's. I think in the in in the the quickness and the pace yeah, of life, good. it's yes and no questions all the time. And I think couples have an opportunity just to sit down at a table together with one another and to say, "Hey, I want to ask you, how are you feeling in the midst of this? Where have you felt I have uh, have shorted you?" You know, these are real conversations, but yeah. maybe God can use and restore. He can use and restore. And maybe through this, he's going to. It's up to us if we'll partner with him. Mm-hmm. Um, things that the enemy, circumstances, distractions, and the world around us and the broken world we have here is giving us an opportunity to do, to actually sit down at a table, husbands and wives, and ask open-ended questions to each other and then pray for each other. When's the last time they prayed for each other every day? That's huge. Yeah. So those things, I think those simple will begin more conversations and they're not rushed now because of the time periods we're in. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, I don't want to leave anybody out. So pastor Matt, what would you say to all those people who uh, maybe don't have kids, they're not married or, uh, they've you know, lost a spouse many years ago or, or they're living alone or they might be living with their, their parents or their grandparents. Um, and they just feel disconnected from all their friends and their community. And they maybe don't have a spouse to really uh, lean on or don't have kids to take care of. And like, well, what do I do? What would you what would you say to them? Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> I think that there are uh, plenty of folks out there in the body of Christ who are uh, right now maybe feeling exactly what you just described. Uh, maybe uh, some of the older folks and uh, more uh, uh, even even some of the younger folks, you know, I'm sure lots of people are feeling a little bit, uh, you know, 
uh, alone, alone, yeah. uh, just um, sort of um, stuck in their houses and, and not sure what to do. So uh, the first thing I would say is that we do have each other. You know, this uh, one of the technologies that uh, that is, uh, you know, just great for us to use is the good old fashioned telephone yeah. <laughs> where we get to just yeah, get right? on the phone with each other mm. and encourage each other. I think uh, I think just being an encouragement to others, uh, there's so much purpose to be found, even in the midst of, of feeling lonely and needing encouragement uh, to turn your attention outward and just begin to say, hey, I know that there are other people who are suffering and just beginning to reach out. Uh, and I think uh, for anyone, something new is always going to feel uncomfortable at first. You know, for some, I'm sure just beginning to reach out to the people you've got in your phone book uh, is, is going to feel weird at first. But I think it's times like these that create connections that last longer than the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's times like now where you wow. begin to think about other people and be solutions for other people. And not only do you feel more fulfilled, but you create relationships that last a long time yeah i wonder how many of those people that we're talking about right now i mean across the board all these people have just been asking themselves like man maybe i'm connected to ministry but it's not not feeling like it's enough or what can my family really do what kind of stuff can we do together and we're always looking for opportunities when we're safe and healthy and good to go speak into the needs of others who might not be but man the whole world just boom feeling alone isolated Mm. scared nervous we've been thrust into a situation where we don't get to pick what ministry we want to be a part of we get to decide are we going to be the church today Mm. right there in our very own homes i have a question for you pastor michael i know you've had you know all the experiences you've had internationally and just nationally um what would you say to people who are there in their homes and they have friends or family that they're they're with there in their homes or if they're still going to work who don't know the Lord, what can this time and moment be evangelistically uh, to our communities and our loved ones? Well, I'd say uh, first and foremost, don't, um, don't act. Don't overact. Don't be like, well, you guys all need to see what it is to be a good Christian now. So let me really just flaunt Christianity. Jesus never flaunted himself. He was always very simple. And a lot of times he hid. Sometimes he ran away from crowds and people who wanted him sought him out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was just very direct and truthful. And I think it's, it's going to be in our, in our honesty and our authenticity that people are going to realize, wow, like, Man, maybe he didn't pray a lot before, but he's like kind of locking himself away and praying a lot. Or I see him, you know, worshiping or I see her, you know, before she used to get really frustrated when she had to clean everything and do the dishes. And she was like complaining about all this stuff. And now she's just playing worship music. She's getting the kids to watch these uh, shows on things like Right Now Media that our church yeah, offers yeah. to our to our body. Uh, just simple things. Uh, if you try to, if you try to, be like, I'm going to do everything Christian for two days and then you get frustrated again. <laughs> yeah. That's not a really good witness. But yeah. when you sit down and say, all right, Lord. Here are these people around me, and a lot of times when I'm following you most, I'm at church and away from them. Help me now to be you in this place because they need you more than they need me. Mm, wow. So sh- show me. What can I do? What can I do? Is it just reading my word maybe a little more publicly? Is it the worship that I play? Is it me just saying, hey, how you doing? In a different way. Is it me not getting frustrated when they say that thing that always frustrates me? And the Lord will give you wisdom. He'll show you what to do. Wow. You know, He wants us to be a witness everywhere we go, especially in our own homes. Yeah. I just want to reiterate mm-hmm. just what you guys have been saying uh, about the uh, internal, uh, you know, uh, inward looking perspective of this season. Um, I, uh, I saw a, a master class um, uh, where a comedian was talking uh, and he was saying, uh, you know, it's interesting how often the question I get is, where do I get good headshots taken? Uh, how do I get the right connections? You know, how, uh, when, when, uh, how can I network myself? How do I get my foot in the door? And he was saying, shouldn't your first question be, 
how do I be good at this? <laughs> Shouldn't that be That's your first good. question? Yeah. And I think wow. sometimes our nature is to think outward when there's so much work to be done inward, when wow. there's so much, yeah. and it's, and it's a beautiful work. It's sacred work. It's mm. amazing times mm. uh, when you turn inward and say, okay, Holy Spirit, clearly you've uh, commandeered all of us uh, to, you know, you've got mm. us all locked down here. Uh, and I would not uh, neglect our ability to be outward, but man, would I also embrace mm. as much as you can in this season uh, the Holy Spirit just uh, and as he wants to just impart into you and, and uh, be uh, a light not only through you, but in you. Wow. Yeah, I think, too, in this time we're looking at our world, fear, anxiety um, and depression is contagious wow. uh, outside yeah. of just the COVID-19. Yeah. But I also think that love, peace and joy is contagious yeah. and I think we have an opportunity church to wherever you're at whether in your home or at your workplace if you're allowed to be there um, to let the contagious peace love and joy of the kingdom be alive in you and we'll see an amazing revival of the church and of the lost being found after this yes amen and you know as we wrap up here I just want to leave everybody listening with uh, a scripture verse that the Lord's put on my heart. Uh, and actually we talked about this uh, as the three of us uh, for the past couple of days. <clears throat> it's second Chronicles uh, chapter 16, verse nine. It says for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. The Lord is literally looking all over the earth to strengthen you and give you uh, hope in your home as you're fully committed to him. So, you know, I think a lot of what we've been saying around this table here is, you know, what what can we do for our community? What what can we do for the church? All these different things. But maybe the best thing that we're pulling out of this is, you know, Lord, what are you doing on my heart? How can I love my wife better? How can I love my kids better? Wow, that's good. Uh, and as we start to build yeah. that in our lives, it's just going to naturally build itself out. So, hey, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, we're going to hopefully uh, do a lot more of these and really be a, a blessing to those out there. Uh, and just remember, we love you guys. Be blessed and be a blessing. Wow, what a comfort to be reminded of the promises of God. We hope this episode brings you together as a family to create and maintain healthy habits in your home. Remember, the Lord is with you in this time, and so is your church family. God bless you, and thanks for listening. <laughs>